Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. There's not this one magic thing that's going to transform your store into something that's four times bigger than it is. It's a culmination of improving every single little thing about your business. Welcome back to Pit Stop. Matt Schroeder is joining me once again to talk about some of the biggest mistakes he's made as a CEO of an e-commerce company. We've got three big ones here, but what won't be a mistake is sharing this episode because not only will you help another entrepreneur avoid some costly mistakes in their career, I'm donating a dollar for every download to a couple of the sea turtle causes that Matt works with. And Matt is very generously matching my donations dollar for dollar. So every download of Pit Stop gets $2 donated to some of the organizations that Matt has started his mission-driven business, Shelley Cove, for. So Matt, welcome back to Pit Stop. Let's jump into it. Let's do it. Thanks for having me, Lucas. We've chatted a lot about some of the things that have gone right, some of the things that haven't gone as right. What would you say if you were to look back and maybe one of the, let's say for the average e-commerce founder who's doing a few hundred thousand dollars a year of revenue, they've got a business, but still a lot of room to grow. What would you say is a mistake that you made and that you see so many other founders making? I guess the short way of putting it is making sure that you're staying focused. So in e-commerce... You know, you can get in the weeds of it. There's about a million and one things that you can put your time and effort into. And as a founder, you know, even if you have a co-founder, you are limited by your time. Look at it this way. You can make a list of all of the things that you can do. There's always room for improvement on your e-commerce site and your, your processes and stuff like that. Let's make a list of all the things that you can possibly do. And if you were to rank those things in order of importance of how much they can actually move the needle are you doing the things that are in the top five, the top 10, or are you focusing on something that's number 300 on the list? It's very easy to get your mind to focus on the things that are super far down the list that really are not that important. For me, those things were finding like the perfect app for your website that would like do this little thing that you wanted it to do. And it really does not move the needle at all it might get you like one more conversion a month. But like, if you're doing that much in revenue, a few hundred thousand dollars, even up to a million dollars, like your time should be focused on the marketing side of things, making sure that you're driving good traffic to your website, the user experience side of things, making sure that your customers are happy and they can find the products they want and get them easily. And then improving your product itself. Those are hugely important things that can really move the needle a lot, like 2X, 3X your business versus a little widget that might get you two more conversions a month. So that's something that it's super easy to get in the weeds. And there's a lot of different things that you could itemize and like classify as not like a waste of time, but not the most important thing to be focusing on. To go to a retail example, if you have say a thousand retailers and you need to increase your retail revenue by 10%, it's easier to go and add more retailers than to try to get those retailers to sell more because there's a finite amount of how much each retailer can sell. Even if you're in there running promotions all the time, you, you hit a limit. You can only get your conversion rate so high. And a lot of times the apps are really built for 
much more of a, a larger purpose where there might be one or two big clients that have a reason for it. And then you can submit it to the app store in case anyone else needs that really specific issue. So I, I love that. Don't use apps to chase specific issues or problems. Yeah, there's not this one magic thing that's going to transform your store into something that's four times bigger than it is. There's just not. It's a culmination of improving every single little thing about your business. And prioritizing and itemizing those things is really important. Like what's more important to, to work on? Long story short, it's really easy to get distracted as an entrepreneur. And I think maybe that's just something in our blood. We just love getting into the nitty gritty of things, but there's some things that just are not important to get into right at first, at least. So yeah, that's definitely one mistake that I've learned and it should hopefully save you some time if you can step back and realize what you're doing. I do it still very consistently and I have to catch myself. Well, you wrote in another learning experience that you had, which was sort of launching that referral program a little bit too early. Was it a campus referral program? Tell me a little bit more about that learning experience. And it kind of goes into the last point. It's just another example of it. But I've talked to a lot of e-commerce operators who are kind of starting out. They're growing their business. And like, I feel like I get this question all the time. Like, have you ever done like a campus rep program? Like, I'm thinking about doing that. And yes, I, I have done a campus <laughs> rep program. And I would say that spend your time somewhere else if you're relatively small. You're trying to grow. A campus rep program is a way to help build a community. It's not really going to move the needle a whole lot, to be honest with you. And it was so much time and effort. We had several hundred applications to be a campus rep. And we decided to opt in for 10. We we're like, we're going to do 10 campus reps. And we're going to send them stuff. And we're going to send them a discount code that they can promote and hand out like business cards and stuff like that. Uh, if they want to host events, they can do that. And it was just a huge waste of time. <laughs> and maybe we didn't manage it right because we were still relatively new. We were only a year and a half old, but like, I wish I would have just not even done it. But something that is worth a little bit of time is going wholesale, which was another learning opportunity, which we're just going to touch on. So what happened early on as you started to go wholesale and things maybe didn't go so smoothly? So wholesale was kind of on our radar, but we hadn't really done a whole lot with it. We were in maybe like two retail stores, super easy relationships. And then we had a chain of a hundred locations reach out to us and we worked out the logistics of that and they placed their initial order. And it basically doubled our volume of shirts that we were selling in a month. And they were ordering every single month and we had to make some internal changes because that's like a lot to handle. Uh, we hired more people. We got more warehouse space and just as quickly as they began ordering from us, they stopped ordering from us. It was about a year that they ordered and that could have been very devastating for the business had we not continued to grow in other areas. If we hadn't maintained steady revenue and not grown, like that could have either put us out of business at worst case or could have caused us to have to like lay people off, which you definitely don't want. So it was just a simple fact of we probably jumped into it kind of fell in our lap but we kind of got too big of an account too quickly without having a, a structure in place for anything else and it made up a huge percentage of our revenue at the time and that puts you in a very vulnerable position 
we kind of went like gung ho with it. It was very like, yeah, let's do this. No problem. Let's order what they're ordering and then like add on an extra 20% to sell on the website. And then you're stuck with all this extra stuff. We didn't make a whole lot of money on it, honestly, the first few months, at least, you know, it was very exciting. It was very exciting at the time because things are happening. Like, you know, you're, it's a lot of volume in and out of the warehouse, like you're folding and packing shirts, it's going on pallets. Like it's very cool. You're super busy. And then you step back and look at the PL and you're like, wow, we, uh, that was a lot of work for not a lot. 60 cents a shirt. We're going to sell a lot of shirts. We're going to do a lot of volume here. Yeah. And so that's not to like downplay wholesale. Wholesale is still a huge channel of ours and we absolutely love it. But maybe the first experience dealing with wholesale shouldn't have been a hundred store chain. We had to learn really quickly and be super agile. And, and I'm super thankful that we hit the ground running and continued to like get more and more traction. We weren't just like complacent with this chain so we did get more stores and it did lower the exposure that this one chain had on our our entire business so thankfully when they stopped ordering they're kind of in a financial situation right now as a store which is why they stopped ordering it didn't really jeopardize us as a business it can be hard losing a retail client especially if it's you'd accept for the the purchase order and what it means but if they're more than a quarter of your business, losing them can have a huge impact. It's like what we're seeing now with so many brands and marketers putting all their faith into Facebook ads and then they make some changes and you're losing 70% of your customers overnight. Yeah, it's super tough. Like if you have too much exposure in any area of your business to one lever that can switch and things can drastically change with your business, it's, it's a little scary. You at least need to be aware of it. Like, you don't want it to catch you off guard, (laughs) for sure. You really don't. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining me. I know that we're donating some dollars for downloads here. What are some of the causes that you support with Shelly Cove and that listeners can support just by sharing an episode of the podcast? Because I'm donating a dollar per download. You're donating a dollar per download. Where's that money going? I haven't decided exactly where it's going. Uh, It'll either be going to the Sea Turtle Hospital that we work with, which is the Karen Beasley Sea Turtle Rescue. Their website is seaturtlehospital.org. If you want to support other sea turtle-based organizations, there's a few. There's that one. There's Sea Turtle Inc. in Texas. There's Sea Turtle Conservancy down in Florida. They're all fantastic. We also might work with our local food bank. I know you mentioned working with a food bank uh, as well. Uh, We we work with our local food bank every year for Giving Tuesday. Last year, we donated 20,000 cans of food to our food bank. Might do something there. We'll see. But it's going to go to a good cause regardless. Maybe this is just a little encouragement for you if you're listening to throw some extra money sitting in your bank account towards a good cause in your local area. I'm glad that we're doing this, Matt. I re- really appreciate the time. And I really appreciate the donations as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Lucas, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure, Matt. I'm sure people who hear this know where to find you. They might have seen you sharing the episode, but just in case they're they're not following you on Twitter, what's your your handle so people can give you a follow there? Yeah, yeah. My username on Twitter is Schrodesbiz. It's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-S, biz, B-I-Z. So you can find me there. Feel free to message me. My DM should be open. So yeah, Lucas, thanks so much again. We will see you back here wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple, the follow button on Spotify. And if you're listening on Amazon Audible, what the hell are you doing? This is a Shopify focused podcast. I've chatted with thousands of brand owners, marketers, founders, and not one has ever said they wanted to offer worse 
customer experiences. And a big part of that is your support help desk, which is why I am pleased to announce I'm partnering up with Gorgeous. You might know me from them. You know I'm a big believer in Gorgeous and that they really are the number one help desk for e-commerce. It helps you get close to your customers, keep them happy, and you can even support them as they purchase. Head to gorgeous.com as a listener. Mention my name and you get not one but two months for free to transition your team over to Gorgeous and get ready for the biggest holiday season yet. Triple Well is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewell.com and sign up today.